Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creative. Hi, Tara. Hi, Jill. How's it going? It's going okay. It's going okay. It's a sunny day. It's freezing, of course, but it's sunny. I like your hair in a little ponytail. <laughs> Looks good. It's it's way overdue. We need we need to get to the my hairdresser tomorrow because it's really it's really driving me crazy. Um, I'm gonna at some point get to the point where I embrace my gray, but I'm not embracing yet. I'm shunning. It's still shunning the gray. I get that. <laughs> um, but I have been getting recently a lot of questions from entrepreneurs about um, protecting their IP, so intellectual property, protecting their, you know, whether it's technology, whether it's, um, you know, formulations for products. Or whether it's even just like systems for how they how they conduct services, and I think it's always interesting um, because it's it's one of those things where you don't really want to you don't want to spend a lot of money up front as a as a startup like you're trying to really conserve your cash and so spending money on a trademark attorney or a, a intellectual property um, filing an intellectual property protection it can seem daunting because it's so expensive like it just adds up so quickly but in some cases you really do need to do it so um how much does it usually cost to do something like that so i mean trademark attorneys so that's sorry like ip attorneys it's a little bit all over the place it really depends but it can be it, it's a it's a regular attorney fee, right? So it could be anywhere from five hundred to like fifteen hundred dollars an hour, and then and that includes like talking to you. It might include it's the, it includes the time to actually do the filings with the um, USPTO, US Patent and Trademark Office, and so they so there's that, and then there's also the filing fees. So there's the fees that the USPTO charges you to file, you know, protection. And um, so it it can really add up. And so it's a little bit of like, you have to really be convinced that you need protection and you have to be convinced that you can get protection. Like sometimes you're creating something that is not actually protectable. Um, and so I always think it's worthwhile to talk to a trademark attorney up front and just get a lay of the land um, and kind of understand you know, what your options are before you start spending money protecting. Like a lot of people will just want to, oh, I want to, I want to register this trademark. I want to do this. Like they want to do everything to protect it. But first of all, if you're not planning on using it within six months, you're going to have to probably refile or, or file an extension, which costs more money. So it's, it's, it's really important for you to make sure that there's a path to using whatever you're protecting. Um, and can I stop you for one second? So when people are protecting, are they protecting their, is it a name? Is it, um, the product and, and what are things, some things that you, that they just won't do it for? So it's all of the above. So it's, it's a name, a brand, um, it's a product or process. So things, and I'm for sure not an expert 
on this, but things they won't do it for are things that are just like very, that are common in everyday use. So you can't, like, you're not going to be able to trademark mushroom soup, you know? Um, and there are certain things in like the product and process area that you, you won't be able to trademark either. Um, I'm not familiar with exactly what those are, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, um, it's worth taking a look at your business, no matter which business it is and thinking about, am I protected? So can someone else come in and just do what I'm doing? So I have a, a good friend who is, um, who has a, a jewelry company and it's branded. She spent a ton of money doing the branding. She spent a ton of money doing photography, product development, like an extreme, she really spent a lot of money doing this and she has a great business and it's completely knocked off everywhere. It's knocked off on Alibaba. It's knocked off, uh, you know, Rakuten, like everywhere her photos are being used everywhere. And so, yeah. And so she is now going through that process of like, what can I go back and protect? And it's, she's in a really tough position. They're using her branding. They're using her product descriptions. They're lifting things directly off her site. And there's like almost nothing she can do about it other than pay an attorney a lot of money every month to track it and try to fight it. Okay. So in this case scenario, how could she have prevented that from the beginning or? Some of it you really can't protect. So that's part of the problem. Um, but yes, from the beginning, and I think, I think she had filed patents. Like I think she had some protection, but maybe not internationally in certain countries because you have to file for separate countries or regions. And so I think it was really the international piece that, um, that has, has created this big hole for her. And, uh, it's really, I mean, it's brutal. Yeah. Terrible. That must, I mean, talk about like just being taken, like your whole everything and like taken away from you literally. Completely. I mean, she has like, this is her business and it's her life. And the fact that someone can literally just knock off her products and her and use her photography. I mean, her daughter's arm is photographed with a piece of jewelry. It is in, it is on one of those sites. I mean, it is just brutal. I mean, I think the, one of the lessons, which it's, it's, it's probably easier said than done. I'm not sure it's that important, but here, but is you have to build, it's gotta be more about the entire experience that the customer has. So for example, she has amazing customer service. She personally spends hours on the phone talking to customers, helping them choose products, helping them deal with issues they might have be having with their product. And she's amazing, very hands-on. I mean, that's very costly, but it is people might shop with her rather than go to some random site where her products are listed because they get that service. So it's really about like you got to build around the product itself, like a whole system, a whole business that people are really going to love and come choose you for. So if someone does knock you off, at least you've got other things that are protecting you somewhat. Right. And then I guess at some point, because, and I might sound very naive, but you know, like uh, Louis Vuitton or something, people are knocking that off, but people don't want the knockoff. They want the real thing. Right. So that kind of, 
evolves. I don't know. That's so, it's so, that sucks. That's but so many people will, will still do the, the knockoff. Yes, they will because they don't want to pay the real price, but a lot of people want the real thing. So when, when in your business do you know that you should protect your intellectual property? Do you, I mean, do you do it immediately? Or like you're saying is you got to really know that this is going to go somewhere. I mean, how do you I know? think when you have, I think you make it part of your business plan. So when you're, when you're planning out the, what you're good, how you're going to build the business, what you're, how, you know, how you're going to fund it, um, where you're going to sell it, what the product's going to be. I think it's, it has to be one of those, one of those things. Like people often talk about marketing, you know, how am I going to market the business? How am I going to bring in customers? Um, you know, what's my cost structure? How much am I going to spend on legal? Like that, I think you need to have IP protection as a consideration from the beginning. And you should get advice from people in the industry, from people, from lawyers. Um, I'd be careful with the lawyer's advice. Like they're always going to probably err on the side of being very conservative, but, um, and having you protect your IP right up front and spend a ton of money. But I do think it's something that you need to, um, you need to really uh, map out. The other thing is that investors can be really helpful. So if you have investors that you're talking to, they can be really helpful in, um, in letting you know what they think needs to be protected. Well, this was really, I love this, Jill. This is so valuable information. So thank you for sharing. If you guys have any questions, let us know and, um, and we'll talk next time. Thanks, Tara. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts. Jean shorts. Short shorts. Boy shorts. Tennis shorts. Cargo shorts. Seated shorts. Running shorts. Board shorts.